Dramatic Podcast. My name is Alicia. And I'm Priya. And we hope that you're all keeping well, safe, healthy, and enjoying this sunshine that we've had here in, in London. But if you're new to the Systematic Podcast and you've not heard of us before, but we are two sisters sharing active and systematic approaches on how to align your mindset so that you can add growth in all aspects of your life. So this podcast is for those who are looking to develop themselves, maybe develop their softer skill set and allow their mindset to sort of flourish as a whole. So in today's episode, Alicia and I are going to talk about how to embed self-worth into your daily life. Sometimes we may look at self-worth as a bigger entity, but how can we make it part of, you know, our day in, day out, morning, evening rituals? And we really want to share our key self-worth and self-care tips that have worked for us. And firstly, as we always want to define, what is self-worth? It is a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And I've got this definition from Positive Psychology. It is a phenomenal um, web page and has several amazing blogs. And I was really impressed by how they covered such amazing content. So according to the self-worth theory, self-worth is determined mostly by our self-evaluated abilities and our performance in one or more activities in that we deem valuable. So this is very, very personal. I genuinely feel that no one can define your self-worth. Yeah, that's true. And now we're going to go over five of the top factors that people generally use to measure and compare. And the key word is compare their own self-worth to the worth of other people. So what's the first one? The first one is the most common one, which you'll hear a lot of and you'll know is appearance. So whether this is measured by a number on a scale, but it's always down to sort of what you wear, how you look, you know, what your hair looks like, what your makeup looks like, the size that you are in terms of the clothing that you wear, and what kind of attention that you get and receive by others. Yes, this is a very, very common one. And also it goes into the fact that that size number, for example, you're 14 or 16 or 10, you believe that defines who you are, mm. which is which can get deep. The second one is net worth. So this is the income you're making, the material possessions that you have. So it might be a car, it might be a beautiful house, and or any financial assets. It's your personal financial well-being. You believe that the amount of money you've got in your bank account defines who you are, and the amount that you're making literally sums up you as an individual. So that's a very valid point. Yeah. Another factor that people use to compare themselves and, you know, sort of measure their self-worth is who you know and the people in your social circle. Now, some people judge their own value by the value of others by their status and what important and influential people that they know. And I know it's a very common saying that, you know, you are who you surround yourself with and the people that you associate with. But sometimes people do define who they're, you know, what their worth is and who they are based around the people that they know and, you know, whether they're around successful people, etc. Yeah. And the fourth one is what you do and what's your career path. So we may often judge someone, for example, if they're an investment banker or we may deem them more successful than the teacher or someone who's a janitor. And it's really understanding that your self-worth is also um, very directly correlated to the, your actual task and an embodiment of what you do every day. 
So this is a really big one as well. I think it ties in nicely to your net worth. Yeah. Because you put you rank yourself amongst other people. So if your friend is a senior vice president of I don't know, I literally just made that up. But you you would say you know what I'm still one step below them because mm. they're doing something. So therefore I'm worth less because they're they're, they're doing a more. senior you know exactly. manager. Less That's very very common. Yeah. And the last factor is what you achieve. So this could be sort of achievements you know growing up. It could be like your success through exams, SATs. Um, GCSEs in a degree that you have or it could be something like running a marathon or playing sports or competing in a particular sort of competition and stuff like that so some people determine someone's worth um, by the success they've had doing something in particular yeah and so ideally if we picked out these three well these key five Mm -hmm. areas that we genuinely believe this is what people will be kind of tapping into when they are when they feel worthless it's because they're comparing themselves to someone else now I really want to touch on this comparison factor I know we've covered it in a previous episode but I genuinely feel that one way to get away from putting yourself down is to stop comparing yourself to other people and this is really difficult so if you feel like you know what I don't compare myself to other people but how do you know you are struggling with self-worth you know why are we covering this today what should you look out for? So Alicia and I are quickly going to go over, and Alicia loves to be very positive in our in our episodes, but I also think it's important to be quite mm-hmm. real and say that, you know, the reasons why we're struggling with our self-worth may be because of a number of these reasons. Yeah. So the, so the first one is that you're somebody who struggles to set strong personal boundaries. And this could be a variety of things, like not being able to say no to someone or kind of that pushover sort of um, feeling that you, you might have. And that's more based on based on you as a person, you know, because you feel like your self-worth isn't as much as somebody else. You feel the need to please other people. Yeah, the next one is you suffer from constant um, self-doubt. So you're continuously not um, believing in yourself. Um, you could be cynical about the value of what you do. You you might feel ashamed about what you do, which you shouldn't. But those are a few things that you know are struggles for people when they when it comes to their self worth. You struggle to believe that anyone actually could really love you. You can't accept compliments without feeling sort of embarrassed or skeptical. Be like, why are they complimenting me? I'm not that amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You always put Alicia covered this. You always put others' needs above your own. Yeah. Therefore, you're not valuing yourself your time your energy yeah you settle for less in relationships and jobs thinking that that's the best that you can do and you can't do more than that or, or get better than or get that, better that. Than or that. be with someone better than that you value other people's opinions above your own so if you're the type of person who's like yes i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this job i'm gonna create this I don't know, it could be anything and then someone says to you oh you that's not a good idea yeah. you won't be able to do it then you're completely sidetracked that yeah. will tap I think a it. lot of this comes down to self-confidence as well because I feel like if you're a self-confident person, you'd go with what your opinion is or what your evaluation is or something. You wouldn't be steered by others. Yeah. But it's a common thing. If you're someone who's scared of sharing your authentic self with the world, that could be um, some struggles when it comes to self-worth. And I know that's very common when it comes to social media platforms and sort of pretending to, to showcase something that's not really you. Yeah. You let others just walk over you, mistreat you. 
um, instead of feeling like the kind of pilot of your own life or the king or queen of your life, you feel like a beggar and you always feel like you need help, you're victimizing. Again, this is very deep, but you're you're the second person in your own life. Yeah, basically. And it could also be struggling to speak up and be assertive about your needs and what, what you want. But sometimes you might not know what your true needs are and, and what you want out of life. Therefore, you might feel a little bit more depressed about things in comparison to being happy because the happiness is not coming from within. Yeah. So I know we've covered a long list of potential... Um, you know, how do you know you're struggling with self-worth? As if, if anything that we've said just now... You feel like, you know what, that's me on some days. You know what, I do feel like my s- people who are senior to me have more experience, etc. You, If you feel like you tick any of those boxes, hopefully this will enlighten you to actually put more time and effort into working on your self-worth because I genuinely feel it can be increased. So what doesn't determine your self-worth? And this is really, really powerful. I know we've covered this in the beginning and have you measure yourself but we also want to give you a bit of a a reality check and go you know what this doesn't define your self-worth so the first one is your to-do list and what do we mean by this this is your bucket list this is your goals aspirations this is this example your aspiration is to i don't know buy a new home and then your best friend has five homes and you're like but my goal is you know to have my own my friend's got five she's looking onto the sixth it doesn't define your self-worth. Your success is yours. So if I really love this one because you cannot affect or impact other people and their goals. Yes, you can inspire, but I think genuinely you should be measuring yourself to yourself, not others. Yeah. Another thing that doesn't determine your self-worth is your social media following. You know, it doesn't uh, matter how many people think you are worthy of a follow or a a retweet. That doesn't make you the most you know, amazing person in the world. I know a lot of people put value into things like that. But for me, I personally think it's temporary. It can be enlightening and healthy to to consider other people's perspectives, but their opinion shouldn't have an impact on us. And, you know, if we get 100 like I get 100 likes on a photo and I look at another friend and they've got like 500 likes, I shouldn't be like, oh my God, she's better than me. My photo is rubbish. I'm ugly. (laughs) You know, that's really going down and digging into that hole. So those things don't really mean anything think and also the number of friends that you may have personally over the years you'll come to know as you get older that the smaller the number the better it is I know at a young age we have a lot of friends you go to uni you make a big friends a big group of friends sorry and then it fizzles out and you'll realize that the closest people to you there's only an odd number of a handful of people that you can put onto your fingers and count okay this is someone I can I can trust and someone that's really close to me so your value as a human has absolutely nothing to do with how many friends or how many connections you have the people that you know because the quality of your relationships is what important not the quantity wow that's beautiful leash um another one is your age technically and realistically speaking you're not too young you're not too old for literally anything there's no barrier your age is genuinely a number and it doesn't factor into your quality of your human life experience yeah it's just 
it's just a stage of life. Exactly, and everybody has their own timeline. Just because everybody your age, you might feel is, oh, they're getting married, they're getting the house, they're you know, they get having a baby, and you're at that you're at that same age, doesn't mean you need to be doing exactly what other people are doing. Everybody has their own timeline, and everybody also has their own aspirations. Someone might not want kids. Someone might not want to get married, or and you know doesn't want to buy a house. They want to travel the world. Whatever it is, I feel like it's just got nothing to do with other people. Yeah. It's none of anyone's business, really. And it's such a beautiful way to be real because we are so stuck in what the society wants. And if we go back to our parents' age, they got married when they were a lot younger. Yeah. Um, So that doesn't mean, you know, if you genuinely wanted to compare, compare yourself to your parents. If your parents had you when you were 20, then, you you know, if you know what I mean, you'll be here forever. It's a very vicious cycle. But, yeah, let's just not waste time. Age is just... It really is a, is a number. And to be honest, if we get into time, just time doesn't exist. You know, should we get into physics, astrophysics, time, philosophy? It's yeah. just a concept. Like, just, it's for you counting your memories and counting the goodness that you have. Exactly. And also other people. Um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter what other people think and what they've done or accomplished. It should be your personal satisfaction and fulfillment, which is more important than what other people say, what other people think and do. We don't do things for other people. You know, newsflash, we do things for ourselves in terms of what we want out of life and what our purpose is. We shouldn't be doing it because somebody else wants us to do it, but internally it's making us unhappy. Yeah. The next one is um, your results. So this may be yeah. when you're at school, university. Um, one thing to just appreciate, everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, you may not have been good at school or you may have been really, really good at school. But this is a really tough one because I feel like a lot of young people will define their worth by their yeah. academic achievements. And I guess we've all been there because yeah. I was the same at university. I just wanted to be brilliant and gladly I achieved that every day, didn't I, Lish? Yeah, definitely. That was a bit awkward. But if you know what I mean, like I do, I don't, when I look at university, I know it's a personal achievement and I look at it as, yes, I got those results because I worked hard, but it doesn't define who I am as a person because I could do that same degree again and not do so well or I could do better. But that doesn't mean it's the definition of me. Um, but then this is, I know this is something I personally struggled with when I was younger because I genuinely felt like the better grades I got, it just means the better I was. And if I'm honest with you, that was actually a great feeling. So I never used it negatively. Yeah, no, it's true. But that's the way society brings you yeah. up. So it's not your fault. That's the way things are in life. But as you get older, you then start realising these things. Yeah. Another thing that doesn't define your self-worth is your relationship status. You know, whether you're someone who's flying solo, you're casually dating, or you're in a committed relationship, your value is exactly the same because your relationship status doesn't alter what your worth is. Yeah, 100%. Also, the money or the lack of, you know, depending on what situation you are in. If you have enough money to survive and you are looking after yourself, you're doing what you can to give you your best day in life that is great but genuinely you know the amount of money you're making the amount of money you have has no impact you know your job as well it doesn't matter what you do it genuinely doesn't because what matters is how well you do it you know you put your energy into it is your heart into it and also are you making an honest living I mean we could be here forever talking about you could be talking to someone who's a senior manager and may have actually very low self-worth and 
could be struggling with different things or you can meet someone who's a florist and is absolutely living their life in the beautiful colors of flowers it doesn't Mm. mean one is better than the other i genuinely feel there's more to that and i really feel think i really feel that people need to stop defining themselves to that particular element yeah definitely and the last few are things like your likes you know it doesn't matter if you have a good taste or not or if your friends and acquaintances think that you're a sophisticated person or you have an eye for finer things it doesn't really matter what you like you like what you like other people like what they like great and you you meet people that have the same likes and you can share it but I know growing up sometimes people would in the influence of their friends they'll tend to start liking things that other people like because everybody else likes that and you might as as a kid you might not actually like that particular thing you know whether it's whatever it is going out playing xbox or dressing in a certain way all those kind of things you might not like it but you know it's cool so everybody does it and i think this is something that we get at a young age and then you know as your personality develops as you grow as a person you then realize no i'm gonna wear what i want to wear because this is what i like and it's not based on other people's likes yeah and i think times are changing as well it's like when we were at school that was the vibe but now people maybe who are a lot younger maybe more individualistic yeah true you know more confident to shine as the way they are and i think it's a really big one because people do you know they're like oh my my friend want loves this so i must love it too but trust me you can have differing opinions yeah, about like, things it's not the end of the world if you don't agree on the same thing and i also feel like those people should value what you're doing so if you like cheese and they like chocolate it is what it is like it shouldn't be a debating point and the last one is anything or anyone but yourself so you really this is a beautiful one beautiful one because it's really the heart of the matter it's you are the only one who determines your self-worth so it's not this is where it's very personal this is not about anyone else you this is not where you have to go and speak to other people and say oh so what do you think you know what type of person am i you don't need to get that feedback because you should believe you are worthy you are special you're valuable and that is enough yeah and that's a that's the main place to start from and that's can sometimes be difficult for people but you need to believe that yourself and i think it's more about a mindset than any physical appearance or any of the other things we mentioned before it's really all about the way you think and you need to believe that you're worthy and valuable therefore whatever anybody else thinks or says doesn't affect you because you're in charge of your life you know not other people What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And this is a beautiful quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, which we thought just fitted really well with the um, topic for today. But now what we're going to do is how can we strengthen um, our ability and our belief around our self-worth? So yes, we've got a strength and quality kind of, I would say it's a little... Um, activity that you can do with yourself and you know it's really an opportunity where you can dig deep so what do you do this is where you get a pen and paper you sit down and this is when the best time to do this is when you've got nothing to do immediately so you're not rushed and also you're not hungry you're not thirsty <laughs> you know you've got what you've needed to done in the you've done what you needed to do in the day and you're ready for this like I really feel like this is something that could take a few minutes but to get the most value out of it is actually being there in the mindset and in the zone now we've got eight sections and you need to be able to respond in three ways so this is literally three answers per per section and 
this is where you could do it any style you like you can do it writing it down you can do like a mind map you know make this come alive so the first one is things i am good at list down one two three the second what i like about my appearance now here don't really i mean do three but if you can do more do it next the third is i've helped others buy this is beautiful this a quick tip for this one is is simply just thinking about people your loved ones in your life writing their name and just thinking how have i helped them it could be something you've done yesterday could be something you've done quite a while ago the next one number four is what i value the most so this is where it's really personal if you ever struggle with the value element do the value assessment this is where you are able to pinpoint and understand what means the most to you number five compliments i have received now i know we always say that self-worth is not defined by other people but what what has other people said that's really enlightened you and made you feel good that's really important because then what that does is makes you feel good valued and good and yeah. it's just it's just a knock-on effect number six challenges i have overcome now here don't be shy to put up a timeline since when you were young till now you might have had a challenging period list it down this is you this is your time number seven things that make you unique now this could be any quirkiness that you have anything yeah. that you feel that's very individual to you and even if it is a common trait and you feel like you know what a lot of my friends are like this but you know it's the uniqueness of you write it down and the last one is number eight times that have made where you have personally made other people happy now, once again, you can do the same approach. Think of people in your life where you think, you know what, I'll put the smile on their face. So I really love this. And a good quote that I want to share with you all is, who looks outside dreams, but who looks inside awakens. And this is by Carl Jung. Wow. And I really like this one because it's just really highlighting the importance of self-worth, self-development, and just focusing on you. Now what we're going to do is we're going to go through um, a few points with you, something that we researched about people that have high self-worth. And it's from something called a whole life challenge. And these are 10 thoughts and beliefs of people who have high self-worth. So when we go through this list, maybe make a mental note or jot this down, you know, do I, am I this person? Do I have this thought or belief about myself? And you'll know if there's anything that you particularly need to work on. So the first one is, no matter what I've done or what I haven't done, I am worthy of love. Now, a person with a high sense of self-worth takes responsibilities for their mistakes, but also doesn't degrade themselves for making them. You know, we're, we're all humans, we make mistakes, and it's taking that responsibility and saying, okay, this didn't go right, I didn't do the right thing. And instead of saying, um, I am a bad person, it's just, okay, I did a bad thing in, in that particular moment. And... That's what it comes down to when it when it's about the things that you've done or haven't done. Yes. Number two is my things do not define me. So you are not you in terms of the clothes you wear, the car you drive, relationship you have. These are all very um, external factors. And the person who actually honours their worthiness knows that they can enjoy 
external things without actually directly being attached to it. So you might have the latest phone, but you might not be the happiest person in the bunch. But here, this is also when it goes to gratitude, because you may know someone who may have half the things you have, but maybe in a total mental, different mental space. Yeah. So it's just understanding that, example, you have this car, and this is what you love driving, and you're happy, and you worked hard to get it. Remember, that actually doesn't define you either. The thing that defines you is that hard work that you've got to get it. Exactly. So another thought and belief of someone with high self-worth is, I am allowed to feel whatever I am feeling. So this means that, you know, your feelings are justified. You don't need to suppress your feelings because of other people. And people with self-worthiness are not always happy. I think sometimes people have that misconception that if you're someone with high self-worth, you're, you know, you're full of happiness and you're content with everything in your life. They all have the same feelings that we have as people. But the difference is that they don't let their feelings take over them they'll be like okay in this moment i don't feel great i'm going to acknowledge that but then i'm going to do something about it rather than just sit and sulk in my own sorrow (laughs) yeah definitely and the fourth one is i delight in the joy of missing out so this is a big shout out to the people who have fomo FOMO, (laughs) fear of missing out so a self-worthy person is genuinely not afraid to be alone now i'm going to go back to a memory that i've had previously in the past where i remember i went to a chocolate making class by myself and when I had finished the event, I absolutely loved it. But when I had come back and met some family friends, they said, oh gosh, I would never do something like that on my own. I would go with my friends or with my better half. And I always thought the fact that I actually love hanging out with myself, but yeah. also my friends and my family. And one thing I learned is that the beauty of one's company is just, you it, you really can't define it or replace it. It's true. And some people have that fear of eating on their own. Yeah. Like whether it's, at, you know, in a lunch break when you're at work or whether it's where, anywhere else, people find it weird if there's one person sitting at a restaurant table eating by themselves. And I don't understand where that comes from because maybe when we're at a younger age, it's kind of like, oh no, I want to I don't want to look like I have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look like a weirdo just eating by myself. Nobody likes me because I'm eating by myself. But now I love it. A, I can order whatever the heck I want and, you know, not, not, share. Ha- not share with somebody else. And like Priya said, it's enjoying something on your own. You're, you're with yourself. And I did that for quite a long time when I was traveling in Paris for work. I was eating dinner by myself every single day for like four weeks. And I I traveled Paris by myself in my own company and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think moments like that is where you get to know who you are as a person and what you like and what you don't like. And having that me time, I think is just so important. Yeah, so you know when your friends are all going out and you genuinely can't make it, you're not like, oh my God, I'm really missing out. Like, oh my God, my friends are gonna have so much fun. They're gonna put all these pictures. But the person with high self-worth They actually don't care what other people think of them. They create their own time, their own space, they honour their own boundaries, and they understand what they're doing. The fifth one is, it's not about what happens, it's about how I respond to what happens. This is so key because... uh, And it's tough though. It is tough. I think it's something that we're always working on and improving because life is going to happen. Things are going to come up and throw, you know, a bit of a curveball at you. But how you respond is... What makes you a better person, I would say? Yeah, it's a mindset, because it's not something I struggle with. So a good example is, imagine you're meant to be going somewhere, and you get in the car, and it's meant to be a five-minute trip, 
and you're like, yeah, I'm quickly going to go and do this. But you, you meet some obstacles, you know, there's a bit of traffic and you're like, there's never traffic here. And it makes you diverted to go onto another route. Now, what's happened is you could either be super frustrated, this is not meant to happen to me, so you're going to have a bad reaction. Or the mindset that I apply is, you know what, there's probably something good in this. I got yeah. delayed, but maybe I was protected from something else. You know, I had to walk that little bit further. But you know what? I would have missed, I've totally missed something else that could have been worse off. Exactly. And also the fact that, you know, you don't want to blame yourself for something you can't control. Yeah. Like with traffic and other things that are external that you can't control. What's the point in having a negative response to it? It will only affect you. It doesn't affect anybody else. So it's it's not like a carefree mindset, but it's looking at how you respond and be like, you know what, okay, I can't control the traffic, so I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm going to put on some music and I'm going to be cheerful. Yeah, I like that one. And it's just, this is something you can measure yourself on by kind of thinking about what gets you frustrated and annoyed in the day. Number six is I do what I love and I love what I do. So what do you actually value the most in your life? What are you looking forward to? What is it that makes drives personal happiness? I really like this one because once again, if we really love something, we're passionate about something, we let other people's opinions ruin it for us. Mm. If it means something to you, it means something to you. Exactly. And some people think that it might be selfish when you think about yourself because a self-worthy person puts their needs first. And that's not selfish because you need, you, as a person, as an individual, you are your own responsibility. You need to put your needs first so that then you're able to help other people and some people look at it in a selfish way and I think growing up that's what we've had sort of planted into our brains that that's the way life is but no if you can only then love others if you love yourself first yeah now number seven is I see myself in others self-worth is a lot of there's it requires a belief that the world is a is like a mirror so if you are judging people other people will judge you and as we all know being judged is not nice it's not a good feeling and this is the same in the terms of any action you put out in the world you're going to get it back and it's just simple simple concept but what what the people with high self-worth what they believe is is that they are the change in the world and they are the people that can impact and influence others in a very yeah. positive way. Because remember, self-worth is personal. But a self, a, high, a person with high self-worth also sees the bigger picture. Definitely. The eighth one is, I believe in something greater than myself. Now, you don't have to believe in God or, you know, be part of a particular religion and all that sort of thing to have self-worth. But having the belief in some form of a higher power, some unifying connection between everyone and everything can be enough to help you get things into perspective. And it could be just being a part of humanity. Uh, for example. So a person with a high sense of self-worth is neither full of themselves, but nor thinks that the world revolves around them either. They are a humble person and they have a, a small but an important role in the grand scheme of things. So I think it's just about a more of a personal thing um, and you believe that there's something greater and you're never truly alone. Number nine, every day I find things to be grateful for. Now I'm going to make this section really simple. We've done a podcast episode on um, gratitude. Gratitude is a daily practice and it's for people with high self-worth. This is a personal experience. You can do this with other people, but in order to be on top of it daily, you do it yourself. So please check out our previous episode and 
really dive into this topic because this is fundamental. Number 10 is the story I tell about my life means everything. I really like this one because this is us understanding that our story is ours and it's very unique. It's very beautiful in the sense that if someone who has high self-worth, they ask a lot of questions. They're really just journaling their life. They're talking, they're discussing, they're enjoying the process of just learning and they're very curious. So they're understanding that the journey that they're having is, is very personal and it's their own. And I really like this one because if you've got a high self-worth, you know that what you're doing is your own and it's just how you want to live your life. And you'll feel that weight being lifted off because you're just living how you want to live and you're doing what you want to do. You go on holiday where you want to go on holiday and you do um, the activities, work, business, life, everything because you want to do it. I mean, there are a lot of negative people out there and that negative person can be, you know, your neighbour or it could be your your mate who's, you know, you're really tight with. But it's just understanding that their life is theirs and yours is your own to write. And at any moment, you may realise that you have the power to change your own story, not someone else. And this understanding your, your life can change from tomorrow is just what's happening in your mindset and your brain. <laughs> so we've covered quite a lot in this episode and we're just going to really wrap up. And I want to wrap up with just a quick summary of those 10 thoughts and beliefs and end it on that positive note on how you can put yourself forward to increasing your, your self-worth because no one's ever 100% in this area, but we wanna make sure we're striving towards having a high self-worth. So a few beliefs that you want to start implementing into your life is, no matter what I've done or haven't done, I am worthy of love. My things do not define me. I'm allowed to feel whatever I am feeling. I delight, delight in the joy of missing out. It's not what, about what happens, it's about how I respond to what happens. I do what I love and I love what I do. I see myself in others, I believe in something greater than myself and every day I'm finding things to be grateful for. The story I tell about my life means everything. So we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode today about you know, um, self-worth and if you have a certain area that you're struggling with, but how you can actually increase that within your life. So we really hope that there's some benefit from this episode. And you know, if you really enjoyed listening to it, then do share it with others, post it on your Instagram stories and tag us. We are at systematic underscore. And we look forward to talking to you about another topic really, really soon. So take care, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.